This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I am Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson. And, uh, well, this is The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. And, uh, Matt, you referenced uh, Daniel Jeremiah's top 50 list. Uh, he put out a new one uh, on NFL.com, so I thought we'd go over that one. Um, the nice thing to remember about this for Steeler fans is that you're going to have a chance to draft three of these guys. Yeah, right. Good way of looking at it. You know, so I mean, their top 50 is going to be the same, but three of these guys will be at your disposal if you so choose. Yes. So one, he has Bryce Young. Okay. And two, he has Will Anderson. So a pair of Bama guys at the top of the board. Okay. I get it. At three is Bajon Robinson. And Bama had a down year this year. They were yeah, Bama, Bama had a couple sure. of losses this year and still had yeah, the top really two guys at draft. Uh, at four, Tyree Wilson. Okay. At five, Jalen Carter. So back to our conversation from last segment. If you're going to put Carter at five or six, like Miller and DJ did, what's to stop him from being one? And if you're going to put Bijan at three, what's to stop him from being one? Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I hear you. Uh, I think they're best at what they're asked to do in this without draft. Without a doubt. Which, without a doubt. Yeah. At six, he has Devin Witherspoon. Okay. I like him a lot. At seven, he has CJ Stroud. Fair enough. I mean, that's not a terrible ranking, you know. Right. Eight is Pete's Peter Skaronsky. Yes, but not for the Steelers to me anymore. Right. At nine is Dalton Kincaid. Yeah, that's up two spots, by the way. Oh, okay. I didn't even he know he put this list out today, the last segment when I said this, but yeah. I knew he was very high on Kincaid. Uh, at 10 is Anthony Richardson. I think I'd have him higher. I, see, I think he, maybe he's put it ranking these guys where they can't fall out of the spots that they can't fall below. Well, I know not the kind of how I'm him. viewing this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know DJ claims, and anyone's built a list realize there's outside influences. I mean, you can't pretend like you live under a rock and don't know anything. But he supposedly does these lists with his eyes, mock drafts with his ears. Okay, you know, so he thinks Richardson's the tenth best player in this draft. At 11 is Christian Gonzalez. That's up two spots. Okay. Not the most physical guy in the world for as big as he is. I mean, in yeah. terms of tackling things, but boy, he, like, this is blasphemy, but the more I watch him, he kind of reminds me of Rod Woodson. And just the way he moves, fluid, size. He's not as good a football player, but the way he moves and runs kind of yeah. looks like Wood. Uh, at 12, he has Will Levis. Not for me. At 13, he has Jordan Addison. That's down four spots. I agree. I, I think Addison's more like 25 on my list if I would do it. You know, like, yeah. an exercise we need to do sooner than later is our top 17. You know, I don't think Addison will be in my top 17. Yeah, I mean, we'll get we'll do that as we get closer to the draft. Maybe that's something mm-hmm. we'll do week of the draft. Yeah, yeah. Um, at 14, Lucas Van Ness. I get it. I mean, I see the appeal. I can't say I'd do cartwheels if the Steelers took him at 17, though. Yeah. At 15, up two spots, he has Darnell Wright. 
We referenced him last segment. I have no problem with him being the 15th best player in this draft for a generic team. You know, this isn't for the Chargers or the Bears or the Steelers. I could absolutely see him being what, the 15th best player. But if he's unwilling or unable to play left tackle, I'm not considering you at 17. Yeah, I, I hear you with that. And, and he has played left tackle, but he made the decision to move back to right tackle. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just might be the guy that's just, I'm way better here. I'm way more comfortable here. It's not, he he's, doesn't have light enough feet to the left side or any of those stereotypes. Maybe he just knows he's better there and is more comfortable there. So then yeah. don't move. You know, don't ask him to do something he's not good at. It's interesting, though, that he has him above his number 16 guy, Paris Johnson Jr., who he's bumped up two yeah. spots. Andrew. And Broderick Jones at 17, who he's bumped up two spots. Okay. So yeah. he's got he's got three tack four tackles, if you consider Skaronsky a tackle, in his top seventeen. I understand that. It seems a little low on Georgia and Ohio State for my liking, considering, you know, like I think they're better prospects than Van Ness or Addison or, you know. Yeah. At eighteen, down two spots is Nolan Smith. All right. I mean, really the only negative to me on him is Maybe he's too light to be an edge rusher and isn't adaptable to be an off-the-ball linebacker. You know, maybe he's a failure at both. I mean, but I think he's probably a hit at both. See, here's here's the thing about him. Okay, I'm going to read his, his write-up here. Smith is an undersized edge rusher with elite change of direction and burst. As a pass rusher, he has a dynamic, dynamic get-off from a two-point stance, and his ability to bend and close at the top of his rush is special. He's very loose and twitched up athlete. When he gets upfield, he can put uh, he can put his outside foot in the ground and explode back inside to defeat blocks. Against the run, he's at his best when he uses his quickness to slip blocks and penetrate. His lack of bulk shows up at times. He'll get uprooted. He'll miss a big chunk of the. T- he missed a big chunk. Blah blah blah. Okay. So, if he's a guy who can slip blocks and penetrate, sounds like mm-hmm. an inside linebacker. Yeah, but he doesn't say anything about playing in reverse or handing off crossing routes. Well, I get or... it. He hasn't he hasn't done a ton of that, right? And again, that's the yeah. But the athletic profile. Oh, I don't. The athleticism doesn't worry me to do that. Yeah, right. I mean, I think I think athletically he can do those things. Right. It's a different way of seeing the game, though. Too, you know, you're off the ball. It's just kind of a wider picture, seeing things develop. I mean, it would be a bit of a projection off the ball. Yeah. I, I go back to Mike Tomlin's first first round draft pick with the Steelers was Lawrence Timmons, who when they came out at the originally after they they selected him in in the first round came out and said he's an outside linebacker, right? And then when Which they drafted Lawrence that, Timmons and then you know later in the day they came out and said okay yeah we're going to move Timmons to inside linebacker and Lamar Woodley's going to be our outside backer, but knowing full well the second they drafted Timmons not knowing that they would get Woodley. He can do both. Right, right. You know, and there were times when Timmons did, when they had injuries, bump back outside. Mm-hmm. So this year, you know, fast forward to 2023, hypothetically, if you have Bud Dupree either on speed dial, you know, you know that you could get him signed or under contract by the draft, does that make you less likely to take Smith at 17? Probably. Yeah, I mean, it's a tiebreaker against him. Yeah. Agreed. But I I just think that, you know, he would be a consideration. Again, a a team leader type, too. 
I think you just want this guy on your team. Yeah, I think he's a solid football player who can mm-hmm. he'll play somewhere for you. Yes, agreed. Uh, at 19, up four spots, Jackson Smith and Jigba. I'd have him like 10th. Yeah. At 20, down five spots, Joey Porter Jr. I don't think that's terrible. I mean, I think there's some questions about him, but he has yeah. some real traits. I mean, he has some real strong strengths and some question, you know, legit questions. At 21, is Michael Mayer holding steady? Solid. I bet I'd have a couple guys ahead of him, including some tight end. At 22, up two spots, is Zay Flowers. Mm, seems to really be gaining steam. At 23, down three spots, Miles Murphy. I didn't see the numbers, but I heard that his, his pro day was exceptional, which he kind of needed. It seemed like he was losing some steam. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at 24, up four spots, Deontay Banks. Yeah. I mean, some of the reason Porter and Banks don't have great ball production is people threw at the other guys, you know? Yeah, and I mean, they're mostly man-to-man guys, too. If you yeah, play man-to-man, man-to-man coverage, you're not going to have a ton of picks. And Pro Football Focus has these stats about, you know, completion percentage allowed and pass breakups. Well, they're both really high on those lists. They just didn't end up hauling in a ton of interceptions between the two. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the same argument that Patrick Peterson made at his, you know, his introductory pre- uh, press conference. He said, well, I played more off ball last year, so therefore I had five sat- or five interceptions. Like yeah, you put, right, right. You put a guy like that with his eyes on the corner or on the quarterback, he's going to pick the ball off. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> There's also a better chance if the ball's tipped, you know, you see it, you're not staring at your guy, you know, things like, right. that, like that, you know. At 25 down three spots is Darnell Washington. I'm fine with that. I mean, he wouldn't, neither one of these would be my top tight end, but I get the tight end love and I love the group as much as anybody. Yeah. Um, At 26, down a spot, Will McDonald. I moved him up my edge ranks. I, I like him more and more. I mean, he's not as massive as Wilson and Murphy and Van Ness, but he's just really good. Yeah. At 27, down a spot, Kalijah Kansi. He scares me. I mean, I'm rooting yeah, he, for him. He yeah. will not be a stealer, folks. I do not think so. No. I think he's a spot player. Maybe a good one, but. At 28, down a spot, Keon White. Yeah. I haven't heard a lot of buzz about him lately, but I think he'll go top 40. At 29, up a spot, Jameer Gibbs. I almost brought him up when we did the Matt Miller 20 first round picks. I mean, Bijan's as good a running back as I've ever seen come out. More often than not, Gibbs would be the running back one, and he has all kinds of first round ability. Yeah, he's just never been the bell cow. Right. I mean, which is trouble. 200 pounds is a little, little worrisome. Yeah. I mean, we, especially, you know, you see Christian McCaffrey, who's basically the same size, mm-hmm. have injury problems every year. So DJ even brings this name up. And the name I always hear with Gibbs is Alvin Kamara. I don't think, I don't think there's a comparison there. Kamara is bigger than people think. Way bigger. And he has like the best contact balance I've ever seen. You know, like knocking him off, especially when he hit that because Barry Sanders does exist. Well, I mean, there's a lot of great. (laughs) I mean, Jamar Gibbs at 200 pounds isn't staying on his feet with the hits that Kamara takes. Right. At 30 is Quentin Johnston. Okay. 
I mean, he's a little inconsistent, but yeah, he was my uh, wide receiver three now. At 31 is Brian Branch. Like for this argument, he'd be like 15th for me. Yeah. How good a prospect are you? I mean, if you're, if, your... if you're sitting here today and you're telling me that the Steelers would have a chance at Brian Branch at 32. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm all in. Like, okay, yeah. If you could say and Brisset, by the way, we haven't even mentioned Brisset yet. I I don't know what's going on with that. Uh, At 32 is Felix and Duque Izoma. DJ's been high on him from the start. I mean, real real good player. At 33 is Joe Tipman. Okay, yeah, he's a starter. At 34, up four spots is Emmanuel Forbes. I don't want to like him as much as I do. I mean, the tape is great. It's if, you, if you if you block out of your mind that he's he's doing this at 160 pounds, I know the tape is fantastic. I mean, he's long. But the reality long. is he's 160 pounds. <laughs> well, he's 166. Not that that's any better or whatever. But I mean, I don't think he. Can hey, get I'm to sure. I'm sure he drank about five gallons of water to get to 166. Right, right, right. You know, I mean, his tape his, is better than Gonzalez's. He's got two pencils for legs. That's the thing. His ankles and calves have like nothing to them. At 35, up seven spots, BJ Ojolari. I'll be honest. I've sort of ignored Enduque Uzoma and Ojolari, thinking that they really weren't stealer targets at 32, but they're both better players than I initially gave them credit for. And I don't think they'll be stealer targets at 32. I don't either. But they fit. I mean, they'd be three, four outside linebacker types. I, I just don't think that's the direction they'll go at 32. Yeah. At 36 up a spot, Osiris Torrance. I've heard a lot of people that love this guy. I mean, I think he's a pure guard. I think he's going to go in the first round. I, I just have no issue, no in, um, no interest in a pure guard right now for the Steelers. Yeah, nor do I. And that's, you know, I, I, I've been tweeting out the uh, the, the visits mm-hmm. uh, every day. I, I When I first saw the list of visitors today, it was Osiris Torrance, it was Tyreek Stevenson, and it was Ika were the three guys yeah. that they hosted today. Yeah. I looked at this day as uh, smokescreen day. Smokescreen day, and it's liar season, right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, maybe I just, Stevenson. I don't like Stevenson at all. Really? I, I just maybe it's an Artie Burns thing. Yeah, yeah. But I see too much of Artie Burns there when I watch Stevenson. I hear you. I mean, he's down my list to say the least. But yeah. yeah. Uh at 37, down three spots, Brian Brisset. I mean, his tape this last year isn't wonderful. I mean, I, I if that's you know, if you're DJ watching the most recent tape, he's not one of the best 15 players on on the field or on in the draft, but I think you have to dig deeper, which not that he, you know, Jeremiah isn't, but this seems very low to me. Yeah. I, again, I would take him right now at 17. Mm-hmm. I mean, damn, if you can get branch and Brisset at like 25 and 32. See, and that's it. So I've, I've been working on, you know, as, as we both do, I'll, I'll sit around and do mock drafts at night to see what's the best order in which to do things. Mm-hmm. in this draft and to me the best way to do it is to take Brisset. i don't care if you do it at 17 or whether you trade down and do it at 25 or wherever the, 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 the defensive tackle is the first pick 
because this draft is so deep at cornerback, I can get one of those. I agree. It, and if 32 or 49. Great, or something else falls, do you great? But, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, considering the shortage of the position, and I'm not even counting Cansey or Obaware. No, know, the guys that don't fit. I don't. I, they don't right. fit. And to me, Benton is way different, you know, way less valuable than Brisset. Not that he's bad. He's just. Yeah, he's just more of a nose. And, you know. Whereas Brisset gives you the flexibility that he can play outside. Or he could be your, he could be your nose, you know, for 10 snaps, however many snaps you want to use a nose. Like he Mm -hmm. could do a lot of different things for you. And he might very well be, you know, you're next to Cam Hayward in nickel and dime situations from the get-go. Right, right. Or at least two-thirds of the time with Ogunjobi and Cam. You know what I mean? They all take their turns. So, again, how this draft shakes up, if you're first going to call them D-tackles, you know, everyone from Cansey to Ika and in between, size-wise, Carter's in a different planet. I mean, he's he's on. He's the best player. You know, don't even talk about him anymore. But then it's per se and... I don't know who's next. You know, like if I'm doing my Steeler only D tackle list, he's clearly two, and there's a gap from two to three. I think Benton's my next guy for Steel for Steelers only. Steelers only, yeah. And again, Benton's Benton's more of a nose. Maisie Smith is a nose, and I wouldn't consider Benton in the first round ever. Right, neither one of them. Yeah, right, right. right. At 38, down three spots is Cody Mock. He's gonna last. I mean, he's gonna stick. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of outcomes for him to be a useful starter for a long time. At 39, up four spots is your guy, Luke Musgrave. Yeah, I feel like he's not getting enough credit, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, he played two last year. It doesn't help. That, that doesn't help, yeah. At 40, down four spots is Jalen Hyatt. I'm a little bit more lukewarm on him than I used to as well. At 41, down two spots, Maisie Smith. It's fine. I mean, better of a good D-line coach. Yeah. At 42 down a spot is Sam Laporta. So that's his fourth tight end. Or fifth. Fifth tight end. Yeah. I think you went with Laporta as your fifth, and I went with uh, what's-his-face from South Coast State. Yeah. At 43 up a spot, Trenton Simpson. Dynamic. I think this is where he belongs. I I think he could be in consideration at 32 yeah I, I sent you something the other day about somebody saying that he could be a late round uh pickup for the Steelers Sorry, or like, are yeah. you kidding me a late round you want right. Trenton Smith you're taking him on you know day two early he, on day two. Out. no so I don't yeah. think he's getting out of the top 50 no I don't think so either at 44 up five spots is Hendon Hooker yeah we talked about him a lot in the last segment I mean I like him there's just he's not gonna have an easy transition at 45, holding steady, Steve Avia. Every year there's guys that are like early second round interior offensive linemen. That, that are 10-year starters. <laughs> never bust. And they're really good and go to yeah. the Pro Bowls and make a ton of money. And he's that's him. Isaac Sayamalo was that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, even like Kendall Simmons at the end of first round. I mean, like late first to star teams, early second, plug and play. I mean, there's those guys almost always hit. At 46, down six spots, is Kaylee Ringo. I ranked my top 10 corners last night. I, he was my hardest one. He's, tough to, one he's, tough, to, he's tough to slot. 
He really is. But one thing I did write about it because it was, was boy, I'd love him and Patrick Peterson to spend some time together. Yeah. Yeah. Similar sizes, five-star recruits, immense skills, but maybe Peterson could get the inconsistencies out of him. You know, could Kaylee Ringo be a strong safety? I think he could be a safety or he plays really physical against the run. He does. I mean, all the conversations we've had of Peterson going to the slot and doing new things, I think Ringo could do. I don't think I want him to be Terrell Edmonds or right, right, Troy Malu, you know. But but right. he play. I mean, it's, I I just think that he's when you watch he could the be tape, more than just an outside guy. A lot of a lot of the stuff that he gets up or gives up or like inside cuts and things that you know. Yeah, I think he's a little slants. straight line. Yeah, right. You know, I, he might be, a, in terms of athleticism, he might be a little Terrell Edmonds-ish. Maybe, maybe. I mean, will he bang with guards and fullbacks in the run game? He'll have to. I mean, he has to prove that. Yeah. 47 is a guy we've talked about here, uh, Keanu Benton. He was unrated before, so he, he makes it onto the list here at 47. I almost feel the same way as we just talked about, like, with Avilia. Like, it would shock me if he... Doesn't last a long time. Injuries aside, of course. I mean, maybe he goes to a Pro Bowl once in his career. He's never a phenomenal player, but you're real happy you have him. Yeah. At 48, down a spot is John Michael Schmitz. I'd probably have him higher than that. At 49, up a spot is Jack Campbell. Totally get it. Saunders has not been listed, though, correct? No, he is not. And he is not listed on this list. Simpson and Campbell are the true off-the-ball guys, and I'm not including Nolan Smith. Yeah, and then at 50 is down two spots is Zach Charbonnet, the running back at a UCLA. I think he's firmly the three. Yeah, the only guy that dropped off of his list is uh, Tui Pelotu out of USC, another guy the Steelers brought in that I don't believe fits their system. I don't see it with him. Uh, maybe I just need to study him more, but he would have never been in consideration for my top 50. And he's so, high. Yeah. Six. So just going off the rankings here of where guys went. So the Steelers have 17, and at 17, DJ has Roderick Jones. At 32, yeah, at 32, DJ has, uh, let's see here, Felix and Duque Azoma. Well, I don't know how that would that wouldn't fit, mm-hmm. but and no, then right. 47 or uh, 49 is Jack Campbell. Which I wouldn't has I wouldn't have a problem. I'd with take that. two of those guys. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah, you know. So again, you're you're looking at the Steelers having the opportunity to draft three of the guys that are on that list. So real quick, I mean, I'm looking at it too. Seventeen or later, Broderick Jones, sure. Nolan Smith, sure. Jackson Smith and the Jigba, sure. Joey Porter Jr., okie doke, or. <laughs> Our guys, Branch and Brisset, or right. Banks. We're Banks. Yeah. I mean, all those I would have no problem with at 17. And I think, in fact, I think if we're putting together our, our list of 17, they'll all be in it. They're all going to be on that list because we're not yeah. going to have any quarterbacks on our list. Right. You know, I mean, we so may have quarterbacks listed there. I really only need a list of 12, probably, you know, right. Because you take yeah. the quarterbacks out of the equation and, and now all of a sudden, at least three of them. Yeah. Because they're not going to take those guys. They're not going to take B. John Robinson. Mm-mm. 
but I don't know that he'll be 100% off the board. You know, yeah. what I mean? that's what's weird about the top 17 list is the top seven don't really matter. You just write them down. It doesn't matter the order, you know. Yeah, harder. absolutely. Yeah. Um, but that's that's an interesting list there from Daniel Jeremiah on NFL.com. Go check that out. That's ranking is 4.0. I would assume he'll do one more at least before uh, the draft comes out. Maybe two. Maybe he does uh, every two weeks or something like that. So we're three weeks away from the draft, Matt. Oh, I know. It's awesome. Crazy. It's crazy how this how quickly this uh, offseason has, has, has kind of skipped by us here. Hey, uh, you can subscribe now to The Drive. Every episode we do is available for you to download. Subscribe today through the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you find your podcast. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with our final segment right after this.